1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
0: Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com forbes and mfnbc's your business this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business sales leadership social media and more when it comes to business accelerate your business growth has got it covered and now on with the show my guest today is amanda painter Amanda is an author, HR consultant, and co-founder of Joy of Pursuit. She and her business partner, Brenda Hare, co-authored and published the Team Solutions series, HR Coaching to Grow Teams and Profit. Through her books and consulting, Amanda provides simplified processes to guide business leaders and their teams through the employee journey from creating a job description to an employee's last day these efficient implementation plans support business growth and development while focusing on communication. Thanks so much for joining me today Amanda. Thank you for having me Diane. We are I'm thrilled to have you here cuz we're going to be talking about what is on the mind of probably every small business owner these days and and it is all about turnover and this great re- resignation thing and
2: Created um, with free version for non-commercial
0: like use by asking you, if you'd share with the listeners, what what does turnover cost a company?
1: Sure. That's a great question, Diane. Um, When we think about turnover and the cost of it, sometimes the initial thought is just, okay, we've got to put a little bit of time into hiring someone else and time equals money, obviously with every company and the recruitment costs can increase as depending on what type of role you're looking for. Um, And all those are pretty straightforward costs. The other costs that we don't necessarily always think about are more of the lack of productivity that happens internally with a team as you are dealing with the loss of an employee and trying to find another. If you have a team of 10 in one department and someone leaves, that's nine people who then have to pick up the slack and try to Keep productivity at the same level. Created the free that's version for non-commercial productivity use. Productivity is going to be down. The other portions of the cost, and these are a little bit more intangible and sometimes harder to put a number with or put your finger on, is what happens to your culture when someone leaves. In some circumstances, it could be a retirement and the ending of that person being there is lovely and everyone's happy and it's great. But the reality is that's not always the case. And sometimes when people leave, there's chaos around it or drama, or they just don't show up and things aren't handed off properly. And as that continues to happen, it can really affect your culture. And your culture then will drive down productivity and increase your costs for your company.
0: Really? Yeah. So I don't think I ever really... Thought about it in terms of the impact that it can have on the culture. I mean, it seems like sometimes someone leaving, we used to call it addition by subtraction, you know, that created with free version for non-commercial use there. Yes, absolutely. Right, culturally. <laughs>
1: um, I have um, in part of one of our books, we actually refer to it as go ahead and leave. Like when they kind of start to be like, <laughs> Like I might work out a notice, or I may leave, and it's like, no, just you can go ahead and leave. We're exactly. ready for you to go. Right. Yes.
0: Thanks anyway. <laughs> bye bye. Right. So, yeah. so, um, but I hadn't really thought about it in terms of of culture overall, and then how that can impact profit. And I I think that's a pretty big deal that business leaders need to be paying attention to. That if there's a lot of turnover or consistent turnover. Yes. Right. And, and let me ask you a question. can sometimes can turnover be a sign of a problem with your culture?
1: Definitely. Definitely. Um, I think both of these go to when you start seeing patterns of behavior, patterns with created with free version for non-commercial use, particularly some, a a certain department that you're seeing a lot of turnover in or a type of role that you're seeing At certain levels of your company, that hmm, it's always middle management that we're losing. Then, even if it's different departments, then what's the correlation there? And Mm -hmm. what does that have to do? Because it most likely has to do with culture. Now, some of it could be compensation, which is still tied into your culture, Um, but a lot of it comes down to the culture and the relationships that are happening at the workplace. And is there worth behind it? Do the employees feel valued? Or is it chaotic, and that's what's feeding this constant turnover?
0: And we don't live in a world anymore where people go to work for a company; they expect to work their their entire lives. They're not necessarily connected to um,
2: created with the free goals version for non commercial use.
0: You know that used to be that there was this. Okay, work is the thing you do to make a living so that you can live your life. And um, so it was sort of baked in. It was sort of understood that, you know, it wasn't necessarily going to be, it wasn't necessarily about culture. It feels like, but anymore, it seems like this is the focal point that leaders have to, really embrace that people go to work because they want to feel like they're contributing to something.
1: Yes, definitely. I think there's, there's been a great shift in this and part of it is you have more options for employment now due to technology and, the rapid growth there and continual growth that we're going to see on ways that you can earn money and be employed or start your own business really easily that, created with free version you know, for
2: non-commercial
1: use. The old way of, you know, you, you grow up, you finish school, whether it's high school or college or whatever. And then it's, you start at different companies and you kind of have in mind where you want to work. And it's all about working for the company. Yeah. And that's just what you did. Now right. it. Am I contributing to something that makes me feel fulfilled and valued? And what's, what is the company culture? What are their core values? What's their mission? And for some individuals, if they can't find a place that's really making them feel good at the end of the day, then they're going to be more likely to find someone else who will or start their own thing. And that really allows them to live with a purpose whenever they go to work. And now with remote working, uh, you can work for so many different companies as opposed to the ones that are just within, you know, 30 to 60 minute drive of your home. So your opportunities are just vastly greater
0: than they used to be. Created with free
2: ago. version for non-commercial yeah. use. <clears throat> Excuse me.
0: That is absolutely a game changer. And, and so let's talk about, as you were talking about um, that, and you were talking about people, a lot of people are deciding they can go into business for themselves it got me thinking about this great resignation that we are experiencing and dealing with. So will you talk some about that and what we should be learning from what what is happening? Sure, and
1: uh, that definitely goes into the previous comment about just we have more opportunities. So cultures that are maybe a little bit stuck um, in a previous generation at companies, that type of thing where they're not putting focus on it, those are the companies that are seeing a change that they're having more turnover because people have more options now. And during the pandemic and lockdown, people had an opportunity to really think about what their priorities in life were and, you know, working over created with and not free version for non-commercial use, that type of thing isn't fulfilling them and it's not helping their life and they're realizing there's surely there's other options. And I'm gonna dig into what those other options are. And I think what leadership in many companies really need to take stock of this. And this is where you go back to looking for patterns of behavior with those exits and gather feedback from people that are leaving, do an exit survey. Uh, We have a few tools in our exit book that talks about this. So find out why they're leaving, ask the tough questions. And if you don't receive this feedback, then you're never really gonna know. We can make assumptions. But we really need to ask them, so what is it that made the difference? What did you not like about the company? What would you have improved? And then really assess that and work to change it and continue to check in with your current team too. I think that's something that's overlooked with a lot of this turnover is we think about the person leaving, we focus on who's going to replace them and our current team, which is created with free version for non-commercial use in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. So Take that time to continue having a good relationship with them or improve your relationship with them and talk to them about what they see, what patterns do they see, what, what are their worries or concerns, or do they feel valued and work on who you already have. And that's going to help you also attract and retain new hires that are going to be helpful for making your team successful.
0: Boy, I think that is a huge point. And you're right. We, we don't pay any attention to who's still there. And there's so much opportunity in that group.
1: Yes. And I think a lot of times it's, we forget what we already have and I've repeated over and over in books and blogs and everything that I do is that your team, they are your most valuable asset and the ways that you invest in them will always improve your company in other ways. So take the time and build those relationships.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Created with free version for non-commercial use. You said something else in there,
0: um, shoot that I wanted to ask you about. Um, oh, I know what it was. You, you, one of the things that you mentioned, um, in, you know, these past couple of things we've been talking about is companies with an older mindset, Mm -hmm. uh, seem to be the ones that are experiencing, or is that really what you're finding? Are they the ones that are experiencing the greatest turnover now, you know, and and the greatest having being impacted the most by this great resignation?
1: Uh, to an extent, yes. Um, these are the companies that are a little less adaptive to change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they they have some technology, but they, do they want to go further with it? Um, Created with free version for non-commercial use, especially recently, you know, in the last six to nine months with people going back to the office. Yeah. Everyone worked remotely at a lot of places and then they're like, oh, it's time to go back to the office. And you're having employees that said, but why? (laughs) We, we, we mastered it. We, overcome what the challenges were. We have everything set up remotely now. Our lives are better. And we feel even more productive because we're at home. We don't have an hour commute to work every day. We don't have to deal with, you know, all the things that go with being in person, but they can still be productive at home. And the companies who really want those people back there maybe need to think about why. Is it productivity or is it micromanagement? And that's what I've seen a lot of with some consulting is it's micromanagement. They really want to be able to like physically see them there. And if you dig in and ask, well, Created with free version for
2: non-commercial use. Their
1: performance expectations when they were working from home. And if the answer is yes, then then there's no need to micromanage. You know, Now, if it's no, then definitely you need to dig in and figure out how that could be better if they were in the office. Um, so with the older mindset and less adaptive to change, you're seeing it there. But I will say on the flip side, and this is something I see with more smaller businesses are working remotely. Um, Sometimes we have issues with the boundaries of working remotely and that's causing people to say, no, I don't want to do this either because we're making assumptions of, well, you're at home, even if it's after business hours, why can't you jump on a quick Zoom call and talk with me? Or respond to my emails at 8 PM on a Thursday. Um, so some of those boundaries that we get with newer businesses are not necessarily always in place either. So it's a little bit on both sides of that with where we're seeing the resignations happening.
2: Created with free version for non-commercial use.
0: And this leads me now to talk about process because, um, You say processes really allow businesses to be more people-focused, which I completely agree with. And I'm wondering if you would expand on that and explain to the listeners what that means and why that is the case. Sure, absolutely.
1: Because um, when we think about HR departments and people who do that, it's, oh, it's, it's people, it's people. And, um, but at the core of it, it's really about getting businesses to have great processes and to follow the processes on a regular basis. <laughs> Developing a great process is wonderful in theory, but it means nothing if it's not implemented well and people are held accountable to doing it. So, when we have good processes, for uh, I'll take some internal communication as a good example, is and part of it has to do with the boundaries. When you're dealing with your team, do you have good processes that, you know, created with free version for non commercial use? Team? Instead, we use our communication platform, and this could be like a Slack or a Microsoft Teams, that type of platform, so that we're consistent with how we communicate. And the more consistent we can be and communicate well, that gives us a chance to actually focus on what we're doing, whether it's internal with our team or serving our clients better, as opposed to not following a process and things being chaotic. And when we're where's a document, what's the process for this, and we don't know how to do the basis, and we're not consistent with how we do those basics, we get caught up in the chaos, and that doesn't allow us to serve our clients well. Mm. If there's not a proper you know, onboarding for a new client, you have a new consulting client, we're supposed to go through X, Y, and Z so that we gather their information and communicate well with them. But if there's not a process for that, then you're going to be spinning your wheels and not created with free version
2: for non-commercial
0: to use, serve them the best. Yeah. I, I, I love that you get caught up in the chaos. And so the focus totally shifts. Yes. Yeah, so you to, can, you know, prefer, where um, yeah, where you, you
1: more reactive than yeah. proactive and that's mm-hmm. really what it, when you're proactive and you've prepared for all of this, you can focus on what the goal is, whether it's serving your client, well, listening to your team, leading productive meetings when you're reactive, you're just like, oh, we don't know what we're doing there. Oh, do we have that document? Or, oh, do we have the email address for the new client? And it's, you become so reactive that you're not productive with your time.
0: Yeah. And the, and the client feels it.
1: And your team feels it. Yes, absolutely. On both ends. And that's where you're not focusing on your people. And that can be frustrating to your team. Um, That can be the cause of team disengagement and them not being satisfied with their work. And especially difficult when they're interacting with the clients on that way, because it can be embarrassing to them. Created with free version for non-commercial use. uh, Yeah. Dealing with this team that never (laughs) seems to follow my process and I'm sorry. And you find yourself apologizing to your clients on a regular basis. So the client's not satisfied, your team's not satisfied, which just creates chaos and drama (laughs) Um, as opposed to Succinct, efficient processes that allow you to really focus on your goals.
0: Exactly, exactly. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. So let's talk about if a business already has a good culture, how can they attract and hire those people who fit their culture? Yes, this is
1: something that is so key with growing teams. And this is where it comes down to, you've got to know your culture. And you know, first, be sure you have a good culture. And if you think you do, you probably do. But make sure you've taken stock of that and asked all of your team that you have a good culture. Um, but once you do, you've got to be able to, Created with free version for non-commercial use. What what is your mission? Can you succinctly communicate that to those that you're recruiting? Same with your core values. And then these core components of the company need to be used in your job descriptions, in your interview questions, and how you screen candidates. Uh, Because someone could be the most qualified candidate as far as their experience, but they may not meet your core values. And it may be very evident when you're doing their screening and their interviews. And when you hire someone that's going to disrupt your team, it's the fastest way to undermine a healthy culture. So you need someone who meets those core values. You don't want to hire a toxic personality to come in and then the rest of your team's like, wait a minute, what happened here? We were, we were all very happy with our work and now you've hired someone who oversteps boundaries and isn't respectful during meetings created with free version for non-commercial use so it's really important to incorporate those core values and mission and vision as you're hiring list them on that job description talk about them in interviews and how it's expected of the company and those who don't meet it will likely realize that that that's not the best fit for them
0: Ah yeah. So they'll they'll self-select out. I think that's
1: self-select out, yes.
0: Yeah, right. Cause that's great because we really do when we're hiring, we focus so much on skill set that we have a tendency to to not spend enough time, you know, if they can answer the questions well, mm-hmm. then we think we have a good catch until then they're inside and we find out they're not. Yes. And there's gonna
1: be times that, that still happens <laughs> and um you can only get to know a candidate so much during the recruitment process, but it's good to be intentional with your questions, you know, share what your core values are. Um, One tool that I recommend doing is share that when you send out just general screening questions. And this is- Created
2: with free version for non-commercial use.
1: And then once you're in a face-to-face interview, ask them, you know, which of those core values we sent you last week, do you feel like resonates most with you? And you can tell so much by a candidate by their response to that. Uh, (laughs) Did they even read them? Um, some I've had, it's been absolutely wonderful when I've interviewed clients at previous companies before, and they'll pick it up where they printed it off and they have it with them. And it's like, you are incredibly well-prepared. That's fantastic. And it obviously meant something to them that a company wanted to say these things and they want to work for a company that has strong core values that they agree with. So you're going to attract better candidates by doing it too.
0: And then let's talk about retention. What strategies can these folks use to retain that talent once they get it?
1: Yeah. Retention, um, it really starts with onboarding. And sometimes this can get overlooked, especially in smaller companies, which uh, maybe in bigger companies too. Created with free version for non-commercial use. Kind of thrown in the pool and sink or swim and good luck. Uh, But onboarding is what's going to set them up for success. Explain what expectations are because if you can't communicate it, then they're not going to be able to meet them. So start there with a good basis of onboarding. That's both company-wide culture type onboarding, but then also role specific that they know how to do their job well. They have all the tools they need to do their job well. And then once you're past the onboarding phase, it's continuing to build those relationships. And that all comes down to communication and getting feedback from them, but also providing them with feedback and feedback on their behaviors or whether it's good or bad and always being focused on the next step of if there is a problem and you're having to correct it, that you're correcting the behavior, but also giving them the tools on how to do it better.
2: Created with free version for non-commercial use.
1: Improvement of your team and working with them to do it is really the basis for retaining those people that they want to work for you because they realize that you value
0: them. Wow, that, that is so valuable. And this communication and feedback is something that should be happening on a consistent basis. Like you're not talking about the once a year review.
1: Yes, um, we've, we've got to move away from the annual review. <laughs> Um, annual reviews are important. Yes, but we've got to get a little bit more frequent with it because if you wait, if something happened 10 months ago and you wait, wait until the annual review to talk about it, it's not going to feel relevant anymore. Sometimes managers may just not even bring it up because it's been so long, but then also the employee may be like, you know, I could have done things so different over the last 10 months if someone had said something. I didn't know that I wasn't doing it right, or I didn't
2: know. Created with free version for non commercial use. I
1: recommend, um, and all this depends on your team and how that works, that you should have a one on one with those who directly report to you every quarter if possible. And this doesn't need to be a long two hour meeting, um, but make it very structured. And when you make it structured, you avoid those meetings of listening to them complain for the entire time, (laughs) or not, or just those general comments of, oh, everything's fine, yeah, and not being productive, so instead, like, have an agenda of what's working well for you, what's not working well, here's what I see, Uh, this is where you've exhibited our core values, this is where you could use some improvement, and be very focused on what the next steps are, you know. These are goals I would like for you to achieve in the next 90 days. And let's talk about what you need for me to be able to achieve these. And when we do that more frequently- Created
2: with free version for non-commercial use.
1: and retention's all gonna increase. And it also gives them, the the employee, the opportunity to share things that they're concerned about and allow you to fix them or guide them, however that may be. Uh, Now, you can still have the official- annual performance review, Um, and that may be your basis for increasing pay or whatever other compensation is tied to it. But still having those smaller frequent check-ins are important. And also just making an effort to do that on a regular basis in your interactions. And that a lot comes down to the relationship that you have, that feedback is given and received well, it's not considered a threat it's more of an opportunity that you can just have those easy conversations on a regular basis it becomes more of a habit as opposed to something you have to force
0: do you find that um
2: created with free version for non-commercial use
0: struggle with setting that up and being consistent with it because um either they are uh, avoiding critical feedback or um, they're not sure that any ideas or feedback they get, they're going to be able to do something about?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, We see a few reasons why people don't want to do it. A lot of times it's the mindset of negative feedback's hard to hear. I don't want to hear it. I can't fix it anyway, so I'm just not going to ask for it. And that's, that takes a mindset sh- shift to really move past it. And you've got to become more problem solving in once you hear something is, I hear you, I understand your frustration with whatever process. Or Created with this, free version you know, for
2: non-commercial let's use.
1: put our heads together on what we can do better. Or let me take this to even upper management and that's when you go and say, I'm seeing this consistent behavior that many people are saying this, Um, what can we do as a company to fix this? The other part where we see that leaders don't wanna implement this on a consistent basis is they say it takes too much time. And this is a hard one to move past until they see the difference that comes from it. You've really got to implement it to even see the value. And yes, these meetings take time. And we feel like if we're in meetings, we're not being productive. And I am an advocate for not having meetings you don't need to have and always having an agenda and being incredibly productive. So if we're suggesting to add another meeting, it's going to have a lot of value. And you can't necessarily put an easy price tag on it. But when these things are consistent, you're going to retain the employee. Created with free version for non-commercial use. About. The cost of turnover and any type of feedback you're getting from your employees is going to help your retention and therefore it's going to help the bottom line.
0: It's, it's so um, it sounds simple. Um, I don't, you know, think it necessarily is for a lot of people. Um, but there's also a real cost attached to not trying these things, not, you know, looking at uh, the environment differently um, and, and identifying ways to you know, make the culture more inclusive and more open and trusting.
1: Yes. And, you know, great companies are those that are willing to change those that are willing to grow and be innovative and that we can see that consistently across the board.
2: Created with With free version for non-commercial use. When you're willing to adapt,
1: try something new and maybe one form of it doesn't work the best for you and that's okay, but it's the willingness to try so we don't get stuck in the same mindset of, no, this is how we've done something all the time. We're not going to change. And that doesn't help culture at all in any way you're not going to retain those employees at that point so it's really be the willingness to try something new and realize that people want to have a good culture and what can you do to improve it and things are not going to change overnight it takes time and consistency and a lot of effort and a lot of these tactics can be added slowly over time you know this is their goal for the next 90 days we're going to work towards doing this with the company and then in a year our goal is whatever it may be to improve culture and those gradual shifts will build on each other and really create a difference
2: yeah and then you get momentum created with it, free version right? for and, non-commercial and, and, and use and accelerate
1: yes once you see some results it's like oh that that was well received the team liked this
0: what's next
1: how can right. we keep the wheels going
0: yeah yeah right wow i really value this conversation i think it uh, is so timely um and and the book is so important and and timely for all sizes of businesses and and all industries that this is something that we really need to grab onto and be willing to shift our mindset and you know look at culture differently and look at our people differently and what we're looking for when we're hiring in order to, you know, be sustainable.
1: Yes. And that's the goal of all business leaders. We want to be sustainable. We want to grow. And that may, that may require a shift in how we look at things because it's not always about having created with free version for non-commercial use plan or innovative products. We've got to have a successful team and that all comes down to relationships.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it it always is. It's humans doing business with humans.
1: Yes, we are all, we are emotional beings. And as much as we try to remove that or ignore it in the work environment, we do have to remember that it's, we're dealing with humans that have emotions and how can we, we don't want to cater to it, but we need to be productive around those emotions and take them into consideration.
0: Right. Exactly. Harness them for good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Amanda, thank you so much for spending this time with me. Will you let the listeners know how they can get your book and you know how they where they can find you, please?
1: Absolutely. My website is thejoyofpursuit.com and we're on all social media channels with the same handle created with free version for books. non-commercial use is the team Solutions series it's a four book series leading through the entire employee journey from hiring to exit and those are available on our website and on amazon
0: excellent thank you so much thank you diane and listeners thank you you are who we're doing this for. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. My name is
2: Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance
1: of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story,